much for downloading the latest episode. We are back after a quick hiatus. We talk all about the medical emergency along with Paula's Vegas or bust trip, maybe? All of this, no ugly and awkward moments of the week. We have way too much to tell you. So thank you so much. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. Put the rum and coke down and get your ass to the hospital. Paula. I prefer to go to the gym by myself. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 412. We're back. We're back. What is that? Oh, that's from The Hangover. Is they it? always do that. I don't know. Yeah, we're going to get our friend back. Anyway. I don't even know what day it is, it seems like. Oh, my God. Okay. Welcome to The Ugly Truth. Uh, <laughs> I'm. If you have forgotten, I'm Jamie, and this is Paula, and we're talking about our lives and our very strong opinions on things. We took a week off probably could have taken another week off but i personally needed something normal in my life and luckily Polly, you were willing to find time to do this because i really i needed to feel normal for just a minute yes. you know i'll say this is the time i probably would have taken a shower but that's okay <laughs> honestly okay, i don't well, remember th- the last time i took a shower so that's all right thanks for the sacrifice we all all appreciate it's no big your deal willingness who's gonna see my unshaved legs Really? And it, I mean, is Olivia prepared to hold your hand while you bathe? You know, she's a, there's so many things going on, but she's actually been sick for the last two days. She's back on antibiotics. She has a secondary infection. <laughs> oh, for the love of God. Right? All right. Oh, oh shit. Let's... Oh, shit. What? I was supposed to have her parent teacher conference today. Damn it. <gasps> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> You're going to have to, I think you can get a pass on that. I'm Uh, sure you can reschedule that. You know what? I know what her teacher's going to think. I'm not surprised. It explains the reverse card she brought to school. (laughs) (laughs) We have so much to tell each other. Okay. I was going to say on top of Pablo and, you know, everything else that's going on in the world. Okay. We have to save that for, for next week. We don't have time to talk about Pablo's ass tonight. Like, we could talk about what's going on, and then we could talk about everything else that fell apart at home. That could be a whole separate show. Okay, so let's get going. Okay. We are super tired. We are sleep-deprived. We are raw nerves because our mother got incredibly ill. Now, before we talk about what's been going on with our mom, first of all, she's fine. She's alive. Paula, you were supposed to go to Vegas last, I think it was last week, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, let's talk about my Las Vegas trip. I didn't go. <laughs> um, Stephanie and I, we had tickets to go see Sebastian Maniscalco in Las Vegas. We were supposed to see him on Saturday, October 12th. So we were flying out on Friday, October 11th. Our plane left at like 8 o'clock at night. We were sitting there and then we get a notification that the flight's delayed by like a half an hour. And we're like, nah, all right, no big deal. So we're sitting there. This goes on for about two hours. So by 1045, she had been there for what now, like five and a half hours or five hours. I had been there for, you know, I don't know, four, three and a half. They make an announcement. uh, Attention, ladies and gentlemen, those taking Frontier Services to Las Vegas, the flight has been canceled. (laughs) And so we're like, what? (laughs) Now, mind you, Frontier only has one flight to Las Vegas a day. Right. And the one flight they had, they canceled it. 
And there was outrage, right? You I had mean, about you guys- 150 people by this point who had basically lost their minds. And the thing oh, yeah. is, is that flight to Las Vegas had a continuing flight to Atlanta. So there were people oh. who weren't even going to Las Vegas. They were going okay. to Atlanta. So they were fully freaking out. Everyone rushed the ticket desks. And so the, the line was like, you know, ridiculous. So I'm just like, you know what? Let's call the 800 number and let's see what we can do. Because That's I'm like, I, would do. I don't want to go to the mm-hmm. ticket desk and stand in line like an idiot. It doesn't matter anyway. It's the same information. So I called the 800 number and I just said, you know, I just want to know what my options are. And he says, well, your flight is still showing delayed. He says, it's not showing canceled yet. And I'm just like, okay. I'm like, well, let's just hypothetically say if it was canceled, what would my <laughs> options be? And he right. said, well, your options would be to get a full refund or to put you on the next available flight. And so I said, okay. So the next available flight would be the following evening at eight o'clock. Now our show tickets were at 10 PM. Okay. We wouldn't have made it. And so I'm just like, well, that's stupid. So we started looking at other flights we can take. Now, if you've ever tried to book a flight with less than 12 hours notice, they're expensive. (laughs) It, like Southwest yeah. wanted like $375 for a one-way ticket to Las Vegas. Right. And so between the two of them, it was like $750. I'm like, we're not even bringing $750 with us. So <laughs> we can't, I'm like, even if we could you know, scrounge up the money to go, we couldn't eat anything. We'd live off of bar nuts and water. I have to tell you that I was, was Daryl was camping. And so I was home alone and I kept waiting for you guys to check in like on social media or something. Hey, we made it Vegas or something. Nope. And so I'm looking at, I keep seeing delay, delay, delay. And I'm thinking you guys are sitting on the plane. Oh, and no. so I, I was texting Stephanie going, Hey, uh, seeing a delay there. And I'm like, are you on the plane? And she said, no, we're still sitting here. I said, Oh my gosh. And then she, she goes, Oh my God, it just got canceled. So I went online immediately trying to find Southwest somewhere on some flight on Southwest that that we could get you on because I didn't want you guys to not go. Right. And then I went, Oh, okay. So let's just pay a thousand dollars to get there. Basically. And then what? So we tried Southwest. There was nothing. We even looked at that stupid spirit airfare you know like that basically crash on wings the uh the yellow cab of the sky they didn't have anything and they were just as expensive so i Mm -hmm. finally after we did all this we went to the ticket counter there was only like three people ahead of us and so i said okay i said here's what i'd like i would like to see we found a flight through southwest that we want i said we'll keep the return fare we don't want a refund if you could just pay for our way there through southwest Mm -hmm. we'd be happy and they're just yeah. like, they're like, we don't have any airline partners that we work with. So we have no way to pay for your way there through another airline. Mm-hmm. And so he says, unfortunately, your only option is for us to completely refund your money or to put you on the next available flight. And I said, right. so the next available flight would be tomorrow. He's like, actually, tomorrow is sold out. So he said the next available <gasps> one would be Sunday. And I'm like, well, that is <sighs> that is pointless. <laughs> so, yes. Well, that is ridiculous. Thank you for nothing. So I guess we will just have to take the refund. And so <sighs> Stephanie and I are just like, well, I guess we're not going to Vegas. I can't believe it. And you got a full, you got your full refund essentially on the tickets, which is so nice. Right. So I got the tickets for my money back. I got the airfare for the money back. The airline actually sent Stephanie and I both vouchers, one $200 voucher, one $100 voucher, plus, you know, the money back. So it actually worked out like, even though it was, and then I had to cancel our reservation at this really nice French steakhouse that we had. But for the Mm -hmm. most part, I mean, we got just about everything back except for what we bought and like, you know, clothes and all that stuff. Right. 
still, we were horribly disappointed because we really, <laughs> really wanted to go. I know. But it worked out well because, lo and behold, Saturday, I don't know what time of day it was, I get this frantic, well, you called. And I'm just like, uh-oh, yes. Jamie's calling. And by phone, which I need to replace badly, every time I answered, it hung up. And so then I tried I calling you, and every time you answered, it hung up. I'm like, God damn it! So I handed it to Victor, and I called you from his phone. You finally answered, and you said... Mom's being admitted to the hospital. It's an emergency. She got her MRI results back or something like that. Yes. A couple shows ago, we were talking about how our mom fell at her doctor's office and she refused to get up out of the chair. And they carried her like an Egyptian queen. They did carry her like an Egyptian queen to the gurney and then she went and got everything done. Well, she was struggling almost two weeks with this incredible pain and never once considered going to the emergency room. She just thought, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm sore. I have a pinched nerve or whatever. So she did go get the MRI and they said, oh, you know what? There's something funny on the, the results show something interesting that, that they want to look at. You need to go to the hospital immediately. So they admitted her like instantly. Mm-hmm. And she called and she had had Valium. Because it it was so painful for her to be in the MRI thing. Right. So she called me and she sounded like she had been sedated for days. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, hi. And I go, what's going on? She goes, well, actually what happened, Paula, is that I was outside with Daryl and he had his phone and mine was inside. She called Daryl and I knew something was up. Right. So I said, give me the phone. So she gives me the phone. I go, what's going on? She's like, I'm at the hospital. Why? Well, they admitted me. They found something. They found some kind of cyst on my spine and they want to do surgery. And I'm like, on my way. Mm-hmm. And then I called everybody. And because we're the worst people on the planet, nobody responds to anything right away. And so I was answering. It's just my phone was on the fritz. Yes, I'm aware. And so finally, we, you and I talk and I'm, and then you're like, OK, I'm on my way. And then I get finally get a hold of Stephanie. And I said, OK, there's something on mom's spine. They're putting they're having she's going to she's they're prepping her for surgery. We have to get there. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I'm sorry, you broke up. What did you say? <laughs> yes, because you have the patience of, a, you know, I don't know. What. And I'm all, I mean, it's like that. It's like that cartoon, you know, where the eyes come out and everything. And I was like, Stephanie! <laughs> and so she's like, all right, all right. You know, and I'm like, put the rum and coke down. Get your ass <laughs> to the hospital. So turn down the music. <laughs> right. It's like, put the Def Leppard away. It's time to assemble so the thing with us though is that we definitely come when we're called we do not fuck around especially when our mom you know we may have parental issues but when shit gets real we all assemble so we all so i'm the first to arrive because i'm i'm basically the closest Mm -hmm. and i hear something going on and i see the room and thank god she got the last room on the row I mean, my God, I mean, they had to have had like ESP or something to know that, you know, the loudest people in the world were coming to her room. <laughs> yes. We he even had our own bamboo like uh, benches. We had our own bench area. <laughs> Thank goodness. And it had a view. So I show up and I'm not even ten, I'm like five or ten feet away from the door and I hear her go, oh, my daughter's coming. <laughs> 
I know. And I was like, what? The deafest woman on the planet can hear you coming. <laughs> she can hear me coming. I walk in and I go, she goes, I knew you were coming. I heard you. I told them you were coming. I go, what's going on? I'm like, what, what are we doing? And she's like, well, you bring the, the, the tornado, the winds of hell come with you wherever you, you're like, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. I go, no more joking. Like what is happening? And so she's like, okay, so they found like some kind of sister, something on my spine. I'm like, what is it? And she's like, I don't know. They're going to come and tell us. And I said, fine. So finally the neurologist comes in, Dr. Richard Kimball. Yes. <laughs> just like the fugitive. His name is not Richard. Yes, it is. Shut up. I told you, that's just what we were joking. No, he really was named Dr. Richard Kimball. What are the odds? I was I afraid if I saw him, I was going to call him Dr. Richard Kimball on accident. <laughs> Would you like to do the math? <laughs> no, yeah. He, yeah, he legit is Dr. Richard Kimball. No, it's Super Matthew S- Kimball. What? It's Matthew oh God, Kimball. Yeah, are you call him looking t- it up right now? Yes, because I wanted to okay. confirm. There's no All right, way. my bad. I hope, you didn't, I hope you didn't call him Dr. Richard Kimball. <laughs> I probably did. So he comes in and he shows us this incredibly invasive tumor on her spine. It is not a cyst. It is a four-inch tumor that has entwined itself into her spinal cord. Yes. And he's talking, talking, and he's saying... Oh, we've done this on an outpatient. I'm like, you have not done this on a fucking outpatient. This thing is massive. And, you know, of course, we're all like, is it cancer? Because mm-hmm. that, of course, is everyone's concern when there's something foreign growing in your body. And he said, I hate to use the word cancer because it's not the kind of cancer that you are used to hearing about. But they had to do a full MRI on her entire body she had a full body scan because normally these types of tumors come from a metastasis where you have cancer somewhere else so she had to do that no cancer Mm -hmm. not no one's surprised you know and she we we all cried we were so relieved that she didn't have cancer and so they're like okay now we got to get down to business we got to do the surgery Luckily for where she was, she had some of the most prestigious neurosurgeons who specialize in the spinal cord and brain, you know, brain surgery, but mostly the spinal on her team. The thing, so she had the surgery. It was like almost five hours and the stress is high and we're exhausted because it's been 24 hours since Saturday, over a week. And so luckily she went through with fine colors the pain was intense. She was a champ afterwards. You know, Stephanie and I went in there with her and she was just, oh my God, she was a hornet. She was so pissed. I mean, I'm like, mom, you made it. She goes, I'm in a lot of pain right now. I really don't care. She goes, and by the way, if I ever tell anyone they're doing a good job and I know they're in this amount of pain, slap me across the face. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Note to self, don't tell mom she's she's doing a good job. She was like, shut up about me doing a good job. I'm like, all right, you're not doing a good job. That's this like is trying awful. to tell a woman in labor she's doing a good job. I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Yes. Just don't talk to it me. It is. That's exactly what it was like. And so finally they gave her the good stuff and she passed out completely. And it was great. It's very difficult to see anyone you love suffering in any way whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And we all have our levels of tolerance for that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she got through it. The first 24 hours were really rough. So you stayed overnight Mm -hmm. and I stayed and I did the morning shift through the late afternoon. Mm -hmm. And then her husband, our stepdad filled in between. He was in and out 
24 hours a day. Yeah, I used to shut up around 8, I think. Right. And then the first, let's see, you were leaving at 4. For the first two days, I had to leave by 4 just because Victor had to go to work. And so I had right, to get back right. to relieve him so I could stay with the kids. But then the rest yeah. of the time, I was able to stay for however long. And then, so I would say, right. I think, like, five nights. And then, or yeah. four nights. And then Allison stayed the last night. And then now she's on her own, so... Pretty much. She's already being, she's already rehabbing, Mm -hmm. which is insane. And they're like, they're so impressed with her progress. And, you know, obviously she's really tired and she's still getting round the clock meds. Mm -hmm. There's no, they're not making her wait. Good. And so that's been good. Uh, They check on her every 30 minutes. Good. Every 30 minutes because they don't, and they told us, even when I was there today, they said, look, you guys can come, but she really has to be independent. This is how you build up your strength. This is how, you know, this is how you get back into the groove of life. And if you guys are doing everything for her, then it will extend her stay. Well, I yeah, I guess we don't really want to distract her. and We distract her and we also emotional drain. <laughs> what? <laughs> because I know, right? Who said that? that? <laughs> uh, our mother, actually. Uh, she loves seeing us, but it's hard because she's combating her body. And so that's why I think why they say visits are best after two, because she's doing therapy from 7 a.m. until two o'clock. It's insane. And she's exhausted. She's so tired. You know, I mean, that's a lot of work. I like I prefer to go to the gym by myself. I mean, I don't want anyone yeah. watching me. So that makes sense. She actually, she actually even said this morning, she goes, yeah, she goes, who knows? Maybe in a week from now, I'll just get up and head on over to the gym and do a little work. And I'm like, really? Does she let Paul stay for all that? No, Paul is, her husband is, they have a life. They, he can't be there and he doesn't, she doesn't want him there. That's I the wouldn't. Thing. And that's, I'd be like, get the heck out of here. That is exactly why I know she's our mother because we're all the same. You know, Paul's like, I want someone there all the time. And I said, she doesn't want people here. Like she said, you guys can come on Saturday and visit because I have nothing to do. But during the week, I'm trying to get my shit together. She doesn't, she doesn't swear, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Interestingly, she has to have clothes because she has to learn how to get dressed now. Now, her incision was like eight inches. Yeah, it was big. Inches. It's significant. Well, because the tumor was so long and they have to go in between vertebrae. They had to puncture the bone of the spine and it had to go in between each vertebrae because they had to right. pull out the tumor, I think, in pieces. Pieces by piece, because they can't destroy nerve. And so that's why it was so long, because it's not like they just, you know, could take it right out. It was like literally in the spinal cord, entangled in nerves. Entangled in nerves. And, you know, it's interesting. They think she had it for 20 years. 20 years, Paula. That's as long as Malia has been alive. That's so interesting. Here's why. Because it wasn't the tumor they thought it was. Yeah, they thought it was a schwamnoma or schwamoma. It is a schwamoma. You know, I was reading about that. They thought so it was curious. a. They thought it was an appendomoma. Yeah, and uh, you know, listeners, please feel free to Google all of these long words. Don't ask um, us to spell them, though. Uh, no, don't. <laughs> yeah, it was like an appendymoma or something like that. That was what they kept saying it was. Why they thought it was cancerous? Could be. Yeah, it could be cancerous. Right, but. It was not, it's completely benign, thank God. Mm-hmm. And it was this shawarma tumor, which is incredibly rare because she doesn't have the disease that normally comes with these well, tumors. Well, here's the thing, though, is there's schwamomatitis, which yes. she could have. That's another genetic test. Have you looked at the pictures of people who have that disease? No. They look like they have sandpaper for skin. 
it's a very it's very obvious well i mean it's still possible though i'm just saying that and they also say people can also have the neurofibromatosis type 2 and still have a schwamoma so okay it's it's a whole slew of all the genetic testing right and so oh no they could have a neurofibromatosis type 1 and have the schwamoma i'm just i'm gonna look into it it's something i'm gonna check out are you gonna get tested i mean if it, if i can yeah i mean it's just a okay. actually i think they can do a swab honestly well, I'm sure that her neurologist will go through the gamut with her once she's passed, you know, once she's able to actually walk and pee on her own. I'm I mean, sure that'll would... be next on the docket. The the aftercare of how did this happen it will be as soon as she's mobile and living a somewhat back to her normal life, I, I hope. She was sleeping in this one chair she has. It's like a lazy boy kind of chair where you can kind of like lay push it back and have a little footstool come out, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's like, I want that thing burned. She's oh. like, I never want to see it again. Wow. She's like, so over it. And she's like, and I want to get rid of my bed too. Like she wants, all, she wants no reminders of pre-surgery. Wow. None. She's like, so done. She's that traumatized, huh? She's just over it. She's like, I never want to go back and relive those, t- those days She should again get a because- sleep number bed. Well, we're working on it. Yeah. It's, you know, those ones that you like raise the head and feet too. Yeah. Yes, they're really nice. I want one of those. They're like $1,800, but they're nice. We're working with her to get a contact so that they don't have to go shopping. They can just have someone to call and work it out directly. So that's on the, that's going, that's happening right now. Anyway, so Paul had to bring all of her clothes because she's going to be there for probably two weeks. And so they like, we don't do laundry here. So you've got to bring enough and then you've got to take it back and, you know, wash and bring your own clean clothes. I said, well, mom, let's go through your clothes and see what he brought you because she didn't know what he brought. Oh, no. 13 shirts. (laughs) I thought you were going to say three. 13 shirts, two pairs of sweats, one that she absolutely hates and doesn't know why she even has them anymore. Wait. And then two. And then one pair of sweats. Two pairs of pants? Sweats. Okay. but, But 13 shirts. Yes. And four pairs of underwear and four pairs of socks. And that's it. And some like three pairs of shoes that I'm like, well, he brought these shoes, these and these and these. And she started to like roll her eyes and she had this look like, can anyone do anything right anymore in my life? I mean, and I said, well, do you, she goes, well, if I have to have one of those, I guess I'll go with the gray ones. Well, where does she (laughs) normally get her sweats from? Can we just go buy her some or? No, it's not the sweats. It was the shoes. So I said, here's the thing, mom. I'm like, I don't know what the situation at home is, but I'm going to Nordstrom Rack and I'm going to buy you a bunch of sweats. And if you hate them, I'll say I'll take them right back. But if you like them, then this is how we'll do it. Because that way they're new. You know, there's nothing ratty. It's, you know, might be better for therapy or whatever. And she's like, OK. So I went to Nordstrom where I found a woman who was coughing so wet that it sounded like she was coughing up pool water. God, that's just disgusting. I was like, why are you here? Why are you here? This is Nordstrom Rack. It will be here in a week when you're well. Now you're just making everyone your Petri dish, and I'm pissed. You know what? The last time I went to a Nordstrom Rack, it reminded me of like the Goodwill with just really expensive clothes. <laughs> Well, it wasn't bad. It was there was a lot of people there. Like but the it, shoe it, department was atrocious. It was worse than Ross. I was just like, what the hell? Uh, 
Yeah, there was no one in the shoe department. I went through there. I'm like, God, oh, there's so many cute shoes I want so bad right now. So, uh, but I went through and I found her, you know, a, a very pretty. Oh, and here's the funny thing. I go, do you have a robe? And she goes, well, I do. But, you know, they're really thin and worn out. I go, wait a minute. You let your robe get ratty, mother? <laughs> and she, under her breath, she goes, yes. She doesn't care anymore. <laughs> that's why. And I said. She's, Give it up. She goes, I have a terry cloth robe that I really like, but it's threaded. I even tried to sew it. And I'm like, mom, I'm like, all right, that's an, I've had enough of this. So I went and I looked, I found her a, it's faux cashmere, but it is cashmere. Mm -hmm. It feels like cashmere, a really pretty shorter black robe that she can wear with her new pajama bottoms that I got her. So I showed her everything and she was dying for her face moisturizer because she hadn't had it in a week. And I said, well, why don't I just go grab some? She goes, well, it's really expensive. I go, oh, I'm sure it's not that bad. She goes, well, it's $125. Holy like, crap. Yeah, that's pricey, ma. And <laughs> she's like, well, they, it just can't be replicated. You have to buy the only kind that's made. And I said, okay, that's fine. That's probably why she looks better than Suzanne Summers. <laughs> yeah. And so, well, Suzanne Summers is a granola eater. She, the woman is ma- major eco everything. Well, everyone and- was commenting about how her face looks kind of tore up. And I'm like, well, I think it's just all the sun and fillers. Honestly, if you look at her Instagram, she's gorgeous. And she's tiny. She's, that was just a bad photo. And you know what? I don't know any husband who knows how to take a good picture of their wife. No, none of them. I've never seen one. Well, I wouldn't have posted it, but I mean, I don't care how much he loves me. I'd be like, get that shit off there. What are I'm you like, doing? You, know you save that for your per- your private phone. Do not post that on my Instagram. Go put that somewhere on like your <laughs> SD card or something. Put that on your file. Yeah. So Nordstrom Rack has, they have a travel size section and they had her moisturizer and it was not $125 for the tiny travel size. So I bought it. And when I showed it to her, she's like, how did you get this? It was like elixir from the gods. She took it out. She started slathering it all over her face. And I'm like, oh, doesn't it feel good to feel like a girl again? She's like, yes. <laughs> she was so relieved. <laughs> oh. And I go, so um, I found her like three or four pairs of sweats to, to choose from. And she's like, these are all perfect. I'm like, okay, first of all, you're on Percocet. You're not going to like hardly any of these things because you like nothing and so i said you go through them when you're feeling a little less percocet and then you decide and then i'll take them back <laughs> right. whatever you want right because i know you're gonna hate most it's of it. it's like being drunk and you're just like this is so cute i love it she's like oh this is so soft and i'm like your friend sylvia's here you don't you, you can lie but i know when everybody's gone and you're alone looking through these things you're gonna be like I don't know what she was thinking getting just like your best friends with the girl in the bathroom you don't know right I you know what I rarely have that problem because I still don't like people even when I'm drunk especially other women (laughs) they're just like oh you're so beautiful I'm like I know thank you don't talk to me oh no women are you kidding no I bond I bond I do drunk bonding no I don't absolutely I do I'm like they're like oh my god this guy I'm like oh fuck him he doesn't need you look at you you are fierce girl thank you I know I am thank you and And usually I'm like all right Jamie let's go (laughs) (laughs) pretty much you're like come on stop talking to these bitches I'm like okay let's we're probably gonna fight him later let's go (laughs) (laughs) there was a a couple funny things that actually happened uh, before our mom had the surgery there is a lot of peeking into people's rooms I've noticed well you have to I mean you want to know what's going on this one uh, gentleman who the first day he was uh, he looked he looked like a vagrant he looked 
like a hobo. Oh, was in that a, the guy a, like when she was in the regular hospital room before the yes. surgery? Okay, yeah. And he kept walking the he kept walking the floor and back, you know all over, and he loved to stop where we were and pay, take a peek in. So eventually, I started closing the curtain because I'm like, "What are you doing, you weirdo?" I just would have told him to get the fuck out of here. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he looked out the window and would just stand, and he wouldn't stop smiling. And so. Daryl and Stephanie, our sister, were sitting out there talking about something, and I was in the room talking to mom about something, and he was out there, and they were talking and laughing, and then he started laughing, and then Stephanie goes, come on, we need to go in the other room. (laughs) We have to leave, and so they went inside. It was crazy. And so then the next day he kept he was doing it again. This time he he had a hat on. He had a fedora on. A fedora? Yeah, and I'm like, what is this gentleman doing? Like, why is he here? He doesn't look ill. Like, what's the deal? Like, he doesn't look like he belongs. What do you need? Three hots and a cop man, or what? Maybe I'm not (laughs) sure. Day day three, he was gone. Thank God. Keep up the creepiness. You know, you can get that in jail too. I'm just letting you know. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, all right. There's that. There was a woman who had the flu. I mean, it's just it's a it is a literal is a veritable crockpot of humanity. In hospitals. You know, I don't understand. Like, okay, so the first day I got there, of course, I was the last one because I lived the furthest. It was so effing confusing because, like, it's like every hallway led to nowhere. And it didn't <laughs> matter how many, like, the numbers I was counting. I'm like, okay, 63, 64, 65, 66. I'm like, okay, why are we stopping at 69? We're 70. We're 70. So I would, like, go up <laughs> another aisle. And I'm like, okay, because she was in, like, 280, I think, or 290. And so I'm like, I'm like 86, 87, 88, 99. I'm like, she should be right here. I'm like, where's 90? Where's 90? And so eventually, like, I was walking, and then I heard someone say, Paula. I'm like, where? Help! Oh, that was you so know? funny. Because I was lost. And then as I'm <laughs> yeah, walking. Yeah, saw you. When you're walking down the aisles, like, people yeah. just like to leave their drapes open. You know, they don't care. And there's, like, legs and, like, you know, muffs hanging out of, like, the <laughs> freaking thing, you know? And, I know. Like, family sitting there and, like, you know, hairs in, like, you know, half a ponytail and, like, a pit hanging out and, like, this I big, know. like, super 7-Eleven drink that they don't even make anymore. And I'm just like, God. I'm like, this isn't, like, a vacation. Like, you're here for a reason. And I'm just like, have some decency. I mean, the thing with the the utter lack of care about our genital region when, you know, when patients are in, I mean, I get it if they've got something going on near there and they can't like, but then close the curtain. Well, I mean, if you, you know? can't wear underwear, I understand. But if, yeah. if it's, it, well, it should never be optional. Like. Oh, sh- the curtain? Well, I mean, okay. Leave the curtain open if you must. But I mean, wearing underwear. Then cover yourself. If it's if if there's if there's some sort of restriction like you can't or something like that, but if right. there's no restriction, there's no reason to let the meat flaps hang out. You know what I mean? Well, I will say Put that the dress, um, the draping over yourself. Yes. Well, if you're prepping for surgery, which the floor she was on when we were originally there was all surgical, and so no one has no one has underwear on, no undergarments whatsoever, and so including your mom. And so, luckily, the way the oh no, mom had underwear on because the way the gowns because are she's now, decent. <laughs> but the way the gowns are, you can actually it ties to the side so your butt doesn't hang out. That was that was nice. I'm like, oh look at they 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 fixed this issue. Thank God. Maybe we can do something about this stuff. You know, like maybe we can solve other world problems if we can fix the the gown of a hospital. Great. I would think. But anyway. I mean, I don't know. And there's just always like it never fails. Every time I walk past someone, someone's like. Ah! 
you know, some giant yak or something. And I'm just like, they're not even covering their mouth. I'm like, I know you're in a hospital and like, this is where sick people are, but this doesn't mean you can like lose all sorts of manners. You know, I mean, no one wants your yak (laughs) death air, you know, actually floating around. Jesus. What I've come to realize over the last two weeks is that it's not the sick people; it's the visitors that are disgusting. It's not them. It's they're they're fine. It's the other people. Like when mom was in room post surgery out of ICU, there was a family visiting grandpa, and there was a baby there, and the baby screamed for like two hours. And mom's like, "There's some kind of baby on the wing, and I don't know what it is." And so the nurse comes in. She goes, "Oh, well, sometimes if they're newborns and they need help, you know, they'll." They'll, they'll be with their mom up here if the mom needed surgery or something and she's like oh, okay well I guess that's okay she goes oh but you're talking about the one next door who's visiting his grandfather and I'm like the baby is eight months old it doesn't know where it is can we shut the door I, I would have sh- shut their door or my door or both I don't know I would have shut the door I'd be like I'm sorry your baby's really loud <laughs> I'm sorry but your baby is really annoying <laughs> God. So the only other thing that happened that I absolutely have to tell you about, and I think I told you, but I'm not sure, because I was really like, as difficult as you were with some of the nursing staff, I was incredibly difficult with these these two people that I just, I kept running into. And they okay, literally wait a minute. to avoid I was me. only difficult with one nurse. I wasn't I with know. the nursing staff. I'm not Stephanie. <laughs> okay. And Stephanie unleashed f- full hell on one and then Allison apparently got in trouble. The what? one night she had to stay, she got in trouble. With who? The nurses. <laughs> what did she do? She tried to stop one of mom's machines that were beeping. And because it wouldn't stop. It was beeping. And so she got up to, to hit the reset button like we were doing pre Oh, on the IV. Yeah, okay. And so she did it and they all came running in. Oh, did she hit the wrong button? <laughs> Yes. Oops. And they're like, please, please just come out and tell us if it's bothering you. We will fix it. But they I'd be like, it well, be- it should be bothering all of you because I would think none of these machines should be beeping, right? It was beeping for a reason and it hadn't been like forever. And it was it was just like she just got up immediately because we had been so used to hitting reset on that one earlier that she just hit reset and she wasn't supposed to hit reset on that one specifically. Your mother's flatlining. You really shouldn't uh, <laughs> mute that yes. signal. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they're, so they all come running. They're like, please don't touch any of the machines. Sorry. You know, this is ICU, you know. And so everything's connected. They see everything. And so then the other thing, we got pseudo in trouble when we sat outside to, to wait while mom was Oh, changed. right. And they're like, you can't sit there. We're like, why? Sorry. We forget, you know, ICU is so different. It's so sterile and it's very private. And they're like, it's HIPAA law. You can't be looking at everybody. And I'm like, you're right, you're right. So we like escorted ourselves out. But I guess Allison was kind of like making a phone call or something out there. And they're like, you really can't be out here. And so she was like, yeah, they yelled at me. They told me not to push buttons and I couldn't be outside. And Stephanie's like, give me their names. <laughs> yeah. The lady, she's like, you can't be out there. It's a hippo. I'm like, oh, sorry, we're on our way out. By the way, is that the guy that's like technically under arrest, even though he's in a coma? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And we're, here's the thing. I actually have a lot. I know a lot of people who are nurses. A lot. I know a lot of women in my life who are nurses from labor and delivery to trauma all the way up. I know many. So I try really hard to remember what they tell me and what they've been through. It's very stressful. Sometimes it's very difficult because families are emotional and we're 
unreasonable sometimes. We as a family are incredibly demanding because we, which is why we're there. We were there 24 hours a day for the first four days of her stay at the hospital because we weren't going to let anything fall through the cracks. I don't know if they're necessarily used to that kind of dedication. And so I think that was part of it. I mean, I know that like, I know that Julie knew she rubbed you the wrong way because she made every effort to get to know me when I was there. Mm -hmm. That was the nurse that you struggled with, with the pain thing. Well, I think that, well, I would hope that she realized she probably aired and she probably should, I don't know, maybe like rethink her approach. Yeah, I think the approach was not appropriate as, as far as what she was trying to say. I, I agree with you completely, by the way. I'm not saying that you were wrong. And the the way she continued to pursue the conversation and just be, I don't know, rude. And in the way she spoke to me, I'm just like, you know, this isn't really going well for you. And if you want to push it, that's fine. <laughs> but trust me, you will not win. Well, actually, she will. They'll escort you out. Oh, so no, that, they can do that. that. The- but... I have a whole arsenal of things that I am willing to unleash to make sure that she will lose her job, possibly her license. Well, she wasn't she wasn't that egregious. It doesn't matter. I'll make her sound that egregious. Okay. Well, anyway, by the way, her doctor, because the tumor is such a rare occurrence, they videotaped it. They videotaped the entire procedure. I have no doubt they did a lot of things with mom there. Like there was a audience, mm-hmm. not in the room. They have like a viewing area that they could they can mm-hmm. watch, but. Yeah, he he sought permission. She gave him permission to videotape the whole thing from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. It was a really, I mean, as far as science goes and as far as medical, you know, practice goes. Excited is not the right word. It's just it was something that just does not come along. It's a rare opportunity. And I think it's the kind of, well, like I said, when we originally thought it was the one type of tumor, only 1,100 of those tumors happen in the United States once a year. Very rare. But even the other type of tumor, I, I don't even, I think it's still extraordinarily as rare. It's very rare. The doctor that came and saw her yesterday when I was there and he was reading the pathology, he said, I remember learning about this tumor in medical school 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. He said, they told me that I would never see it. Right. And I was like, and he's like, I'm blown away that I that I actually did. Well, what's funny is the morning I was there, I stayed a little later and the doctor was doing rounds. He had two interns with him and they said, so when they got to mom's room, he's like, okay, this is uh, the patient, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, "Um, she had this and this and this. I could barely hear him, but then he pulled up her uh, x-ray or MRI and the two girls were leaning in super deep and they were like, the one girl, her mouth was like, (gasps) Like she was gasping, like, and uh, they were just like, so awestruck, like they could not even believe what they were seeing. And I'm like, mom, I'm like, I seriously think those interns are going to come ask for your autograph. Mom, look at their faces. (laughs) And she was looking over at them and she started laughing because she's just like, I can't believe that's such a big deal, you know, to them. I'm like, mom, mom, it's like Haley's Comet. I'm like, it's just like, it really is. You know, this is for them to be as young as they are and to actually be like in the presence of someone who had this. It's like huge. It's a big deal. They'll remember it forever. And she'll be in medical journals, too. Everybody will study her case. Uh, Not the first time. This isn't the first time this has occurred in our family. And that's what's so hilarious is... Well, don't be surprised if it's not the last. I'm just letting you know. I don't think it will be. And that's the thing. I'm the next medical anomaly in the family, so... (laughs) Well, I believe you are in a medical journal already for your... Yeah, uh, my my, uh, 
crazy <laughs> outbreak of mouth and hand and throat herpes when I was like yes. four. That was insane. God. And then now, and now, yeah, and now you know, mom. let's let's not tell too many people about that, can we, please? No, let's not. I'd like Thank to have, God, a we don't have a large listing. The, I'd like to have a yeah. boyfriend in the future. We don't have a large listing. He's like, audience, now, so now it's how fine. bad was the herpes in your throat? <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? It's oh, it was way well, down. By, it was way down by like my stomach. Don't worry. Yeah, Go ahead. No big deal. Go ahead. Put Wait. it in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the only other thing I was going to say, and then we'll move on. Um, and I'm sure things will come up as we start recording regularly again. Is that. When she was first admitted to the hospital, we were all kind of waiting around trying to wonder when she would be having surgery because there was no discussion. These two people who clearly work for a contractor came in, <laughs> they were walking around and it, they came in, they go, hey, and I'm standing, I'm sitting over like across from mom. She's, I'm like in front of her, the head of her bed, like I'm looking at her sitting at the en- uh, end of her bed and I turn and they're like, hey, uh, would it be all right if we came in and measured the room? And I was like, what? I go, no, actually, you can't. We're waiting for surgery. You can come back another time. Apparently, that was I was pretty strongly wording it. I didn't think I was, <clears throat> but I guess I did. Well, when we get annoyed, things just happen. You know we have no filter and no we filter don't. for our face either. You probably looked at him like, what the fuck are you thinking? No, you can't come in here. <laughs> well, that's what I wanted to say, but mom was in the room, so I, think I didn't want to be rude. I think your face said it all. Probably. So they're like, um, okay. And so they walk away. I'm like, what the fuck? Some nerve. What, what like, kind of nerve? What's your what's problem? I was nice. <laughs> I was being nice. And so mom's like, Jamie. And I'm like, what? Do you want these strangers to come wandering in? Sorry, did you want these construction workers in here measuring things? Come on. I'm like, you're getting an enema. Come on. No. They can be imposters. They can have GoPros on trying to you know, first film thing. this whole thing. You Their don't know. They could be contractor. I don't know who they are. <laughs> right. So then she goes into the ICU, and now we're all on raw nerve. I mean, we were all very raw when that was happening because everything was so critical. And it was the end of day one. She was still flat on her back, completely, you know, working with high levels of narcotics. And I was getting her um, something to drink that wasn't water because it was so nauseating. And so I'm walking... And I was like, I had the food or whatever I had with me. And I'm walking towards her room in ICU. And I see freaking frack again. And they're standing in front of our mom's room. And I think you were in there because I was coming in. <laughs> yeah, yes, you told me what you did. And I said, and I'm walking through. And I know that the nurses and the staff completely are, they've seen it all in ICU. And I'm walking and I see them and I make eye contact with the girl. And I go, I go, you have got to be fucking kidding me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, can we? I'm like, no, get out. You I just pointed. So, You're like, I pointed. I'm like, no. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe it. Why are they in ICU? Are you insane? What happened to Hippola? Stop trying to film my mom. <laughs> There's exactly. nothing to measure. Is that your small job? You just measure things? Get out of here. Just get the show out of here. I was measure furious. this. Measure three inches of this. <laughs> oh, I was so heated. I walk in. I'm like, I'm sorry, mother. Excuse my French. But I just said, what the fuck are you wanting? And what do you want? I was so out of my mind. I was like, God. And then during this whole week at the hospital, it's become perfectly clear, for lack of a better term, that I can't see anything. (laughs) Oh, 
really? I am blind as a bat. Uh, oh, my God. Well, because mom's room, because I was there during the night, it was mostly yes. dark in there or dim. And so every time I had to read something, I had to find the tiniest little shred of light. And everything is written so goddamn small. <laughs> or at least it just seems that way to me. Yes. That I'm like sitting here with this thing up to my chest, reading it like beneath my chin, trying to see what it says. And I'm like, I can't see anything. And then, you know, I'm thinking there's all these cute doctors. And then I'm like, hello, good morning. Blah, blah. And then Jamie, you're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, he was cute. And you're like, was he? And I'm like, no. I, I'm like, I thought he was. I don't know. Was he? And you're like, no. no so. And then yeah. one morning I'm leaving. And I see this nurse with hot pink hair, and I'm just like, that's weird. I'm like, why would they allow that? As I get closer, I realize it's a young male surgeon wearing a pink <laughs> surgical cap. <laughs> and so I said to myself, I'm like, I really need to get my eyes checked. Well, Don't go fact, clubbing until you get glasses, Paula. <laughs> yeah, I'll end up like Stephanie with a golden one business card in my pants. <laughs> oh, God. Well, then that's I went so for a lunch meeting not that long ago, and... The writing of the menu, it was up It was up on a board, like up on the wall. The writing right. on the menu was so small. The only thing down to the bottom, close enough that I could read, was salads. So I ordered a salad. So salad. Because I couldn't read anything else. And I'm like, who wrote this thing? God. <laughs> God. That is so funny. Anyway, well, it has been harrowing. We, you know, Stephanie and I had a little tiff, but I yes. think we're past it. Allison and I had a little tiff. And, uh, yes. well, we never really spoke of it again. So I, I guess that means we're past it. Uh, Allison and I had a little bit of a thing. Um, Stephanie had a thing with Allison and, of course, with me. But I chose, I tried really hard to rise above it because I, I need her and I love her and I don't want this to become a two year no speaking thing. I think every. Everybody left me alone because I was doing the nights and they didn't want to have to do that. So, well, I, I mean, I definitely, well, first of all, it's like, give the insomniac the overnight shift because you're going to be know, up right? half the night anyway. So I who was, cares? I, and everyone's like, so what did you do? I'm like, I mostly just stared at mom. <laughs> Just made sure she was breathing. It's like having an infant, you know? I told you when you and I walked out that day and I said, and it was your last night having to do overnights, which was great. I walked out because I think I, like you, I think I had been operating on about six hours of sleep in the last three days. Pretty much. Yeah. I think I I got close to two to three hours a day asleep. I just couldn't, I couldn't, my mind would not rest. I kept worrying something was going to happen. You know, thank God, you know, Daryl was so good at home. I mean, he was just he patched together life as much as he could you know everything's filthy i have to just completely oh yeah sanitize everything my house but, is disgusting it's like oh Victor God, kept up on the dishes so but he didn't wipe down a counter for like at least five oh my days God. paula there is a layer of silt or something on my counters i'm like what were you guys doing in here like did you benny hana like there's like a layer of grime i don't understand i'm like i've got to degrease this kitchen oh well, my god you know what's funny is when victor and i first got together and i would do the dishes <clears throat> and then afterwards i you know i'd like fantastic the counters or four nine or whatever you use and like wipe down mm-hmm. the counters and everything like that and then i'd be done and he's just like what are you doing i'm like nothing i just did the dishes he's like yeah but then you like wipe down the whole counter and everything and i'm like that's that's part, part of, of doing the dishes he's like no you just cleaned the kitchen i'm like no if oh. i cleaned the kitchen that I would wipe down the oven. I would have mopped the floors and swept them and, you know, yes. cleaned out the sink and everything, like use right. Comet and all that stuff. And I'm like, I just, you know, did the dishes. Right. So. Ugh. Well, you know, live and learn. Anyway, uh, yeah. So luckily, I think that we've all survived and no- nobody hates anybody. 
Yeah, and, uh, no, not, not amongst each other. When I got home, no. I came home to a constipated dog who hadn't been to the vet yet and was eating, I don't know what. We're going to be talking about that on the next show. Yes, that'll come wait. up. The, the things we missed while we were at the hospital. Yes, wait till I tell you about Bodega. Oh my gosh, it's just, <laughs> I think you're going to, comedically, you're going to win with Pablo, but still, oh, it's God. still, we're going to have to talk about it. Um, All right, we don't have time for any ugly and awkward moments this week. We don't need them anyway. I don't um, think so. Because we had plenty of fodder for sure. You know, I don't but even know if I'm going to have an ugly and awkward moment this week. Who cares? Oh, my God. You know what? We're flying by the seat of our pants for a while. I think I'm there's fine. just been so many that it's just. Oh, my God. I got lost today. <laughs> you got I'll lost. i tell you about it. You know, I, I feel lost. like I got lost. The other... No. You know what happened to me? <laughs> With the exception of like one day, every day going to the hospital, I got lost. And it's Me because too. I kept missing the stupid exit. Me too. Oh I my kept God. going to that other exit by Cattleman's and then I'd have to pull in the Cattleman's parking lot, go left to go back. And, <laughs> and then I don't know how many times I kept pulling into the one. Why is there only one lane that goes to the hospital? I, I don't know. Cause then I'd end up in the turn lane. Then I'd have to zip back over. And then one morning I just like, like floored it and cut the guy off that was going straight. And then you have to get right over to the left lane. And I'm just like, could they make this more complicated? I mean, people are in a hurry when they get here. You would think. I swear to God, I could go on and on about the parking situation at this hospital specifically. (laughs) Like, I could could talk about it. They're so small. (laughs) I mean, it is just... And, you know, there's a lot of elderly that go to the, to this facility. Well, hopefully there's think, enough handicapped spots then or something. Oh, there's plenty. But they think, you know, especially the elderly gentlemen think they can still drive like they were 20. <laughs> and boy, they can't. It's very frustrating. It's I mean, very frustrating. I'm not the best parker either. And my car's right. not huge, but it's not small. No. And, you know, right. I'm just like, it, I always keep thinking, I'm like, why did these guys park so off? But they really didn't. They just parked. And I'm just like, these spots are so small. They were very, very narrow. I agree completely. So I'm like, someone's getting door dinged. I know it's going to happen. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's it. I don't have anything. Oh, well, we, we there's so much more to talk about. But we, we need to say goodbye. Yes, we so. do need to say goodbye for now. Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening to us again. Sorry we were out for so long, but obviously you understand the circumstances. Yes. In the meantime, Halloween is upon us. And I have no costume for myself. My children have no costumes. So Uh-oh. we are going to be on Amazon like probably today or tomorrow to try and figure out what we're going to be. So I su- uh, suggest you also go to Amazon if you have not figured out what you want to be. They also have deals on candy. So go to uglytruth.com, click on the Amazon button and do your shopping for that. Also, if you're not a Prime member, when you're on the main page on the right-hand side, click on the Prime button and join. Um, there's various ways to belong. So uh, check out those options and see what is best for you. Other than that, have a fabulous rest of your week, and we will see you on Sunday. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.